Hey, St. John. Welcome to the Post Sermon Podcast. I am Deacon Estalia, and with me today is Vicar Tim. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. So we are discussing your sermon from this past Sunday. So what was the text that you preached on? I preached on Genesis 28, 10 through 17, which is the story of Jacob's Ladder, where Jacob has this great dream of a ladder or staircase leading up to heaven, and there's angels going up and down it, and uh, of course Jesus, God, is there at the top of the of the staircase or ladder. <laughs> yeah, and so this then opened up your sermon to talk about dreams, since the text was all about Jacob's dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I really, I really liked how you started off with your your own dream. Uh, but then you mentioned how like easily dreams can turn into nightmares. Yes. So why is that? Why is it so easy for them to turn into nightmares? I think it's just because, um, you know, the the sinful uh, n- nature of who we are just tends to work its way into our dreams, uh, our fears and anxieties, whether they're fears of imaginary things like, you know, a monster or in the dream that I had in my tech or my sermon, uh, a fire, versus very real fears um, and very real sins that um, give us anxiety, keep us up at night, uh, those types of things. So this was the problem of your sermon, right? Yes. That we struggle with. Yes. How do you think dreams affect the reality of our lives? Maybe I would almost switch it around to reality affects our dreams. Uh, that our dreams just reflect the things that we're dealing with, both positively and negatively. Um, But, of course, the scariest dreams are the ones that do, in a sense, blend into reality when we dream about uh, a real fear or sin that we're dealing with. And instead of waking up refreshed from sleep, we wake up even more anxious because We've just had a dream that finds the worst case scenario for whatever it is we're worried about. Right. You're not actually getting that rest that you're hoping to get um, from that problem. But yeah, you wake up and it's weighing on you even more. Yeah. Sure. I'm sure we can all relate, relate to that. And yeah, I appreciated you just mentioning too, like sin can work its way into your dreams. Yeah. And, and yeah, and that's something that, that I think is difficult for us. What was your central teaching of the sermon? Oh, so my central teaching, I would say, is that you know God and faced nightmares and he won. Um, you know, Jesus was on earth just like us. He dealt with, you know, bad dreams, anxieties, um, and especially I ended up focusing in on his experience in the Garden of Gethsemane where uh, he's just... So, I guess maybe, I don't know if anxious is necessarily the best word because that makes it sound like he was sinning, uh, but he uh, he just knew what was going to come. He knew that he was about to suffer in a way that nobody had ever suffered before. And we just see uh, that he's facing against anxiety, facing against the knowledge of what's to come. He doesn't give in to the, any kind of fear. He doesn't give in to this waking nightmare, as I called it. Uh, he goes to the cross for us. 
Yeah, no, I think, I think it would be accurate to say that there was anxiety there, right? Like there was this turmoil that Jesus was facing that, um, like you said, he knew what he was about to go into. Um, but yeah, like you said, he wasn't sinning. He was praying, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. for how long? And then it was actually the disciples who ended up yeah. falling asleep <laughs> around him and he, he stayed awake. He was, yeah, using your quote, like in that waking nightmare. Yeah, I'd say Jesus is experiencing, I guess, the emotion of anxiety, not like a sin of anxiety. Yeah, not an anxiety of in despair or something like or Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I think Jesus experienced did experience like all emotions and uh yeah, he did that without sinning and um but co- contrasted to us, right? We are sinners and so yeah. of course <laughs> our emotions are always tainted in that way, I guess, just through yeah. our sin and and yeah, and sometimes we do let our anxiety get the best of us, right? When yeah. We're focusing more on that instead of instead of just the fact that God's in, in control. How did you intend to benefit your hearers in their faith or life? Yeah, so nightmares, um, anxious dreams, sleepless nights. I mean, we all deal with that. Uh, I, I deal with that myself. Um, there's no really escaping that. But we can always call on Jesus in those times of anxiety and nightmares and fear and just remembering that, you know, Jesus was God, but he was also human. He dealt with these human emotions. Uh, and, of course, he faced them and won. He he triumphed on the cross, and uh, we can always call on him. And something else I wanted to mention, this kind of reminds me um, of from what you just said, but, I mean, after the sermon... We had the prayers of the church, right? And uh-huh. so we said Luther's morning prayer. Um, and that's something we pray about. Like, I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, right? And so just, yeah, that we can turn to God um, when we are facing those nightmares, um, that we're praying for his protection. And even though the prayer doesn't explicitly say dreams, I think it definitely falls into that. Like, yeah. I don't know if you agree or not. Yeah. And also think about the evening prayer. Um, oh, yeah. Now, for into your hands I commend myself, my body, and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil who may have no power over me. Amen. And in the catechism, it says, then go to sleep at once and in good cheer. Yeah, no, that's, I think that definitely goes with it as well. So, yeah, just that God, um, well, like you said, God himself, Jesus experienced nightmares and um, he did that so we're not held captive by them, right? Yeah. He's triumphed over them, therefore we triumph over our nightmares. Um, and I guess I want to go back to Jacob then. Yeah. Um, so you had mentioned this dream that Jacob had um of God being at the top of the ladder, that this was not an image of comfort, but one of terror for him. Um, and you said that because he's in sin. And I just found that interesting. I guess I hadn't really thought yeah. of it that way. Yeah, I just, I imagine that seeing that vision would have been scary for him. Um, I mean, for the sinner, the image of God is scary. I know, I know it's not really in the text, but it just... 
to me, it felt that, uh, you know, he would have been afraid um, and that it would have been scary seeing God. Of course, you know, God is there to speak a word of promise to him, a word of grace and mercy, uh, despite his sin. Right, and that was actually going to be my next question is, like, it is so amazing how in the context you see the sin that Jacob committed, and yet God is showing Jacob this mercy. He's remembering him by um, reminding him of his promise to Jacob and his descendants. Um, So I guess that begs the question, why did God give Jacob this promise in spite of his sin? Yeah, well, I think the answer is that, you know, God chooses sinful human beings. Um, I mean, he chose us. Uh, He chose people like David and Abraham, who at various times did rather bad things, uh, things that we'd look at and go, why is God choosing this guy? But God chooses sinners to... Uh, work through and to make a part of his promise. And of course, you know, we're now part of that promise uh, as Christians. So I think that's just a good message of hope as well for us. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And I think we see that just throughout scripture about God staying faithful to his promise, even when his people are not faithful, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like we're studying Jeremiah right now in class. And I mean, Jeremiah, God knew that the people were not going to repent of their sins. Um, yet Jeremiah knew that they were going to be able to return to their home one day, right? And yeah. so it is kind of cool just to see that it really isn't has nothing to do with us, but more has to do with just this is who our God is, right? It's his character. He, he has to stay faithful to his word. Yeah. So tell me something about the text that did not make it into the sermon. Yeah, so as we were talking about, little bit earlier no i just mentioned how like we're now part of the promise made to jacob um that really wasn't in my sermon uh i thought about kind of going that route at one point but um ended up focusing more on the dream aspect of things uh so you really can talk about how you know god makes this promise to jacob a sinful man and of course then making the connection to us as sinners who are now part of new promise um, made to us in Jesus. Oh, very good. There is a lot in this reading that you can focus on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I love the fact that you focused on the dream aspect. Um, In dreams, I mean, this is just a huge theme throughout scripture. And I mean, we have, um, I guess, before God chose to speak through, like now we have pastors and other Christian believers who are speaking the word, and that's how we um, hear God, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, but it was different before that, right? God did communicate through dreams, and uh-huh. we, we get that example like quite a few times in Scripture, Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, And I think a lot of them, too, uh, or just that idea of you mentioned like Jacob's fear, and it does say that in the text that after he woke up, he was afraid. Uh-huh. Um, but that is a pretty common response, right, when people have a dream or they, you know, see the angel of the Lord, there is that, that fear there. Right. Yeah. And I think maybe that does have kind of comes down to like just the fact that we're sinful. Right. And when we see the all powerful God, 
or hear him, you know, in the dream that that can just be a harsh reminder of like who we are. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, still um, in those moments when maybe our dreams are overwhelming, we can call upon the one who has triumphed over those nightmares. Are there any other questions you want me to ask you? Oh, I have to ask you this, Deaconess. Uh, as a Concordia Chicago grad, <laughs> what did you think of my uh, vision of of CUC's campus? <laughs> yeah, you like solid and marble? Is yeah. that what it was? Yes. See, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it would. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, that did make me chuckle when you're <laughs> describing Concordia Chicago's campus. Um, yes, it is very nice, but it is not made out of marble. And no, quite it is not. <laughs> not full of grandeur, maybe in that way. Um, but yeah, that, that was funny. All right. Well, very good. Well, this wraps up the episode for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our discussion. In case you missed the sermon or you'd like to listen to it again, the link to the sermon is in the show notes. You can also find the sermon on our church website, stjohndublin.org. If you, the listener, would like to submit a question about a sermon, please email us at podcast at stjohndublin.org. Um, thank you, Vicar, for joining me and for feeding us the word this week. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Maybe our next podcast episode should just be about the dreams we've had. We can just really <laughs> talk about That would be about fun. Yeah. yeah, I like that idea. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.